Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to the 7220 Sports Kickoff Show with Cody Tucker, presented by Lovejoy's Bar and Grill, your college football and NFL viewing headquarters in downtown Laramie. Also brought to you by the Brown and Gold Outlet, Warren's Repair and Towing, and Rocky Mountain Shirtworks. We now take you to Cody Tucker. Welcome to the 7220sports.com kickoff show here on 1290. KOWB. Also, hopefully you're listening on the free app. This show, as always, brought to you by Lovejoy's Bar and Grill in downtown Laramie, as well as the Brown and Gold Outlet, Warren's Repair and Towing, and Rocky Mountain Shirt Works. The Cowboys are 5-5 five and 1-5 five and and in Mountain West Conference play after falling at Boise State 23-13. to Last Friday night on that hideous blue field where the Cowboys are now the proud owners of an 0-8 record all time. Uh, I want to welcome in uh, Ryan Clement, as always, our resident Division One quarterback, and Kyle Cedar. Uh, guys, before we get on to that Boise State game and before we get hot on any of this stuff, uh, I want to uh, thank you guys for picking me up last week and doing the show. Um, I had a baby uh, seven days ago, <laughs> so I appreciate you guys stepping in for me. Uh, it was an absolute... Uh, chaotic time as you can imagine and as you know uh full well ryan you even have we named her holland you have a daughter named holland too yeah crazy coincidence uh cody and i both have daughters named holland which is not uh the most common name but sure uh cody anytime kyle and i would would love to cover um just as long just as long as you don't make us do it with a mat again <laughs> yeah. that was that was a decent excuse having a baby so. yeah, decent, <laughs> not, yeah. not not bad not no bad. and i want to send a big thank you to matt too who's back home dealing with some uh family things and uh, i want to thank him and wish him and his family the best also, Jared Newland, who usually does the show with us, he had knee surgery. He will not be with us the remainder of the season. Man, yeah. Jared, Jared, between three negative COVID tests yep. and now knee surgery, we just haven't seen the guy. And now yeah. he's on the IR. I'm trying to get him to do some digital media for me. I mean, geez. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm nervous. Be. I'm nervous of what's going to happen to Ryan and I. I mean, between you, Matt, Jared, <laughs> yeah. something's coming our way. Yeah. Oh, own. you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I really appreciate you guys doing that, and uh, yeah, want to want to say thank you to Matt once again. So, uh, you know, let's not spend a ton of time on Boise State, um, but you know, you can't look at that game and not look at the eight penalties for fifty yards and how you know the, those were just at the worst possible times, the worst possible outcomes. And once again, the Cowboys just not getting it done on offense and not taking advantage of their opportunities. Yeah, I, the penalties and, and at critical times. I mean, if you just look at the stat line, eight for fifty is is not good, but it's not you know twelve for one hundred and twenty, right? Uh, which which you see a lot in in real bad uh, penalized games. But it was the times that at the times of the game that they were penalized that, that was really critical. Brutal. Um, you know, giving Boise State a first down after they did kick the field goal and then eventually score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping on a third and short 
short where we get the first down, and now it, uh, we're, we're we're back and we don't get the first down. We get no no points out of that drive. <clears throat> um, it's it's not. It doesn't look like a mature team. Uh, they they've looked mature in two games, being Ball State and uh, uh, Colorado State. Yep. Other than that, uh, for a team that was supposed to be senior, <laughs> well, at least uh, older guys that had played, experienced players. And, and that's really not what it looks like on Saturdays. And the bottom line is we're not putting points on the board. We're not putting the ball in the end zone. Um, and what's crazy about that is we've got some playmakers. You know, it's like and this is the third week in a row I've said it, but all Isaiah Nair does is catch touchdowns. Yeah. We should probably throw him the ball a little bit more. Yeah. So, Ryan, you would know best, uh, co- you know, online coaches like to say that uh, penalties are on the coaching staff. Do you agree with that? Uh, it's in preparation. It's in it's in points of emphasis during the week in preparation during practice. What are, what are we focused on right now? I watched an NFL game a couple nights ago where uh, you know we've got the uh, Falcons uh, and and the uh, Patriots and the Falcons couldn't stop jumping off sides. As a matter of fact, Matt Ryan explicitly you could see it, that you could if you were a good rip, lip reader. You understood exactly what he said to his offensive line about yeah. jumping <laughs> off sides mm-hmm. or illegal procedures. So <clears throat> it is on the coaching staff from that perspective. But, you know, the guys are out there. They know not to jump off sides. These are mental mistakes being made by guys that shouldn't be making these kinds of mistakes. As a quarterback, I remember when I covered Michigan State, they, they lost to Ohio State, and they had Bosa coming around the edge. They had Young coming around the edge. Not an easy task for anybody, even in the NFL, as we've seen. Uh, but Michigan State really got work that day, and the left side of their line collapsed all day long. I asked Brian Lewerke, the quarterback, after the game, hey, do you ever yell at your offensive lineman? Just say, hey, man, give me give me a second. Give me a time to do something. He had no time to look downfield. He said, no way. Are you kidding? Those guys protect me. I mean, where's there's a fine line there, right? Yeah. N- nobody's trying to get you hurt. Nobody's trying not to play well. Right. Um you know, the second or third time a guy jumps, uh, especially after you look at him in the huddle and you grab his face mask and you say, it's on two. <laughs> it's a hard count. Look, I've got two fingers up. It's on two. Uh, the second time a guy jumps there, you might be like, I mean, I, you know, incredulous. But you're not going to undress him in the huddle or scream at him or anything like that. The bottom line is these guys, it's a unit. Uh, you guys are family. Um, if a guy's getting beat, he's getting beat. And there's not much you can do about, you know, you got to improvise, I guess, a little bit. I mean, get out of your stance, do something. But uh, I got hit. We played Florida State in '96. I threw the ball 25 times. I was on the I was on the ground 22 times. Um, I had nothing to say to my offensive lineman except, you know, keep keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Change a thing. Yeah. Great. I, it's, I'm having a great time. This is a today. This is this is fun today. Kyle, uh, once again, Cowboys lose the turnover battle. They have not won the turnover battle since Ball State, and it it shows. It's killer. Yeah, I mean, it, it's killing them. Like especially on the on the road and at Boise State, that's something you have to win. You can't hurt yourself with penalties. You have to at least be even with the turnover battle. Um, and it's going to be the same thing going to Logan this yep. week. If they don't protect the football and grab a turnover or two, I mean, it's going to be more of the same. Well, yep. con- conservative conservative play calling uh, with 240 left in the first half. We've got the ball with three timeouts. 
we're driving, we're on third and one or fourth and one, and we decide we're you know we're going to go three and out. Mm-hmm. We're, and we're, we're not going to try, try to do anything but run the ball three times, keep keep the timeouts in my pocket, and and give Boise State the football. And what do they do? Yep. With 52 seconds left, they drive you know 50 yards and kick a field goal. Education. Yeah, yep. it's it's that kind of thing that's been happening all year long. Yep. Playing not to lose, not playing aggressively enough to win the football game. And Kyle, you and I talked about it last night when we were watching the Wyoming basketball game that they. You know they they didn't do anything with that. They that I thought was a critical part of that game to not not be aggressive whatsoever and watch Boise State, like Ryan said, go fifty plus yards down the field and not use one timeout, and then Bull blows three in a row and three points for this team. He said, you know, it's only it was only a one possession game after that. And you said last night, <laughs> three points to this team's a dagger. It can, it can be, and it yeah. has been. Yeah, it is. It I was mean. against Fresno State, and it was against New Mexico. Yeah, I, I can't believe that he's allowed to get away with some of these answers. Seriously, <laughs> Cody. Hey. I mean, we we had three points in ten quarters. Okay. I mean, exactly. Three points to this team could be a dagger. Yep. And and obviously, it, it made a difference. Um, it made a difference going into halftime. If it's 10-7 Wyoming instead of 10-7 Boise State, that's a six-point swing. And Boise got the ball first in the second and half. And Boise get, is getting the ball in the second half. I mean, it's that kind of game management component. I listened to uh, a radio show the other day with some, with some guys on uh, Sirius XM, and they talked about the top eight things that you look for in hiring a head coach. And I can't remember all eight, but like number two was game and clock management. Yeah. Was understanding exactly what to do from a strategic perspective at any moment during the game based on down and distance, based on all the time on the clock, based on the momentum of the teams. All of those things kind of come in and, and really – I think this coaching staff just sticks to the most conservative possible way forward, kind of at every turn, yep. and and it does translate into that you know let's play not to lose mentality. Ugh. Yeah, it's interesting you brought that up. I think I was watching the Manning cast on Monday, uh, the Niners and Rams, <clears throat> and I can't remember who the guest was. I think it was Phil Mickelson, and yep. he was asking Peyton, you know what what's your thought process here? What are you thinking about? Are you trying to uh, it was two minutes left at the end of the first half, and hey, do you do you run the clock down, get a score, or are you scoring fast? What's your what's your thought process? And he said, yeah, you want to run it down as much as you can because they're gonna have the ball the second half, so you have to think about, you know, even though it's not that long down the line in the game, that's what you have to think. So then, as Wyoming fans. You're going well. They're getting the ball back. Why are we? They're going to get the ball back the second half. You have to kind of assume with our defense, you know, they're at least going to get six. You you got to score points, I think. And I think where Peyton was going with that is you don't want the team uh, to double up on you. Mm-hmm. Score at the end of the first half, and then get more points to start the second half. Mm-hmm. So maybe that 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 could, might work into not calling timeouts. I understand that, but you want to keep the ball, and so three straight runs is okay. But but you're not running the clock down enough, and you're giving these guys an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and not only did you give them an opportunity, but you you ultimately let them score and double up. <laughs> That you did the exact thing you were trying to avoid. And all he says is it was still a one-possession game because they had two field goals. But if you watch the telecast like I did, you saw that one of the big emphasis of Boise State's offense is the middle eight. Yep. And when they outscored the team in those last four minutes of the first half and first four minutes of the second half, good things happen for the Broncos. Yeah, see, that's great. That is a great data point. That's a great metric that they use. Um, probably very insightful and based on a lot of analytics. It would be interesting to ask this coaching staff if they know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Kyle, any positives you're taking out of this Boise State game? The last play of the game to yeah. Nair? 
They did go to Mayor. They did go to Nair. I, I believe they targeted him nine times. Yeah, that was a huge improvement. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> and and I go back to just the completion percentage. Yeah, we're starting to see over fifty percent completion percentages. We're not getting to the sixty-five, which I think is my. Uh, which is my floor, mm-hmm. um, but 65 to 72 percent is where we need to get. But at least we're over 50. I think you know. I think it was 11 of 16 or something close to that yep. number. Yep. So, <clears throat> and as as we talked about on Monday at the Facebook live uh, live stream from my bar Dillinger's in downtown Cheyenne, 1601 Central Avenue. Um, <laughs> you can't miss the orange construction. Code, you can't miss. Right. Oh yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Go the back way. <laughs> Park on Warren. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it, it, it kind of what we were talking about there is that they're recruiting different kinds of quarterbacks at Wyoming that I think fit the system. And I think Levi might be able to get there with, with some just a, a lot of reps in practice relative to the accuracy component. But Jimmy Garoppolo on Monday night was 16 of 18 for 198 yards and two touchdowns and no interceptions. They only threw the ball 18 times. Who does that sound like? Yeah. He yeah. completed 16 of them. Yep, not efficient. 11, not 10, not 9. And and what we've been seeing is 9, 10, 11 of 18, 9, 10, 11 of 20. Um, we can go back and look at all the stat lines. But those five or six plays, those five or six completions that uh, San Francisco had on Monday, Wyoming did not have on on Saturday against Boise, on Friday against Boise. Yep. So and, and and those are those are key incompletions that we're making and probably ones that are that are long handoffs, just pitch and catch. Right. Um, and so, but what we've got here are big, big guys who can run, um, not really great, accurate pocket passers. Yeah. And he was, I mean, he did run tough. I'll give him that. I mean, he totally. put his body on the line that give him credit for Two that. Weeks in a row. Oh, he's yeah. a tough kid and a yeah. great leader. I just think we need to improve the accuracy all at that, at that position group, especially totally the bottom line here, the turnovers are horrible. The penalties have been just dreadful, not tons of them, but the dreadful types. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line, guys, right, uh, in a pro-style offense, your quarterback has to be your best player. And that's a perfect segue into Utah State and Logan Bonner, who they brought in from Arkansas State, who's completing 60-plus percent of his passes and uh, is doing his thing with a lot of guys that were already at Utah State last year. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they're utilizing the transfer portal and they're utilizing the JUCO system. Um, and obviously the super senior scenario that we talked about earlier in the year is, is kind of helping them out. But for a team that went 1-5 and five in conference play last year to be in a position you know, to uh, tie for conference championship or win it outright, yep. um, that's, that's pretty impressive. And, uh, yeah, they're, 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 Wyoming's competition certainly isn't getting less as the year goes on. I mean, when the archipelago comes and plays at the end of the season up in Laramie, that might be their only reprieve. But Utah State's going to provide one heck of a challenge for these guys uh, today. Yeah, Logan Bonner is completing 61.3% of his passes, which is even a little low uh, when you look at the other numbers. Um, He has thrown for 2,749 yards and 25 touchdowns. He's also been picked 10 times, so he takes some chances. But Devin Tompkins, who just entered the chat as far as uh, the Bolitnikoff Award goes, uh, 77 receptions, 1,441 yards and 8 touchdowns. Uh, also, he's not alone. Derek Wright, another uh, another wide receiver for the Aggies, thirty two catches, five hundred nineteen yards, also eight touchdowns. Did some research yesterday, Ryan. These guys have fifty two offensive plays this year of more than twenty yards. Forty two of those through the air, fourteen of them touchdowns. That's really impressive. <clears throat> yeah, that is really impressive. That suggests a, a highly efficient, highly trained, 
uh, mature football team and, and a mature offense and explosive plays. I mean, that those chunk plays like that, explosive plays like that, uh, are game changers all the time. I don't mean to be Captain Obvious here, but that number of those plays is is just really impressive. Yeah. Cowboys, uh, you know, this could be a little bit of a strength against strength, though. C.J. Colden is easy Hearn. They've been really good this year. Obviously, you can always point to holding Jake Hayner to 96 yards passing. He's still one of the top five passers in the country. Yeah. Um, Wyoming is the number four pass defense in the country. They're going to need to play every bit like that in Logan. Yep, there's no question about that. Um, and it's been interesting. You know, we, we've kind of lauded the defense all year long. And I think they've played pretty well, and the num- numbers would suggest that the pass defense is pretty solid, but they had the number four pass defense in the country last week as well. Yep. Uh, and so it, it's strength against strength, and that was my whole point on the show last week. I thought it, I thought the game <clears throat> uh, set up pretty well for the Cowboys relative to their strengths and Boise State's strengths, but again, we got caught with some conservative play calling penalties and turnovers. Look, you, you go back to this real simple concept. If we don't, if we don't get bad penalties... Uh, and I don't know if there are any good penalties. Sometimes maybe a taunting or something. Because um, <laughs> you just scored and you're forty to nothing. Yeah, and you do a dance. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if we stay away from the bad penalties and you, and you protect the football, you know you always have a chance. And then let your fourth-ranked defense, pass defense in the country, get a couple takeaways for you. And, and that's something they have not been doing not, of late. Yep, yep you're right. Um, and, and, and that's not all year. Yeah, and that's and they got to have a point of emphasis there uh, on, on trying to get that football, rip the football out of these guys' hands, punch at it. Um, you, you, got, you got nothing to lose as a cornerback. You know, set up inside and break on a three-step drop and see if you can't catch a pick six up down the sideline. Uh, I don't know the answer to the question, but the bottom line is no penalties, no turnovers, and, and you're in business. Kyle, we talked about this last night. Um, here we are ruining a great Wyoming basketball game talking about Wyoming football and oh, some yeah. of their ills. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Utah State last year was bad. They were extremely bad. Bad. They, they were 1-5, in five, but they had the, their coach left after game three. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback got kicked off the team because of, you know, some detrimental to the team or whatever, Utah transfer. They were a mess. They were getting boat raced by 30-plus a game. And, um, you know, they they uh, decide not to play their last game against Colorado State because they were protesting some stuff their president said about Mormons and Polynesians, and they weren't happy with it. Mm-hmm. And so they just decided not to play. And the Mountain West, being the Mountain West, didn't give CSU the win. They just said, okay, this game's not not going to be played, yeah. even though both teams were healthy and ready to play. Right. Uh, so I get CSU's gripe there, but that's a dumpster fire. Yeah, they were on their way back to the whack. <laughs> that, was, like. that was bad. If that happened to Wyoming, I mean, that might be a 10-year process of trying to get back. Yeah. So what did Blake Anderson, their new head coach from Arkansas State, do? He got 25 dudes out of the transfer portal and then took 11 JUCO players. That begs the question, which was asked to Craig Bull this week, why do you not utilize the transfer portal more? Why? Yeah, and you wrote a story on it. Yeah, and uh, I, what I mean, basically, what is what do you think his thought process is? I mean, does he is De- it kind well, of like a, a developing? We're a development yeah. program. Okay, wonderful. But there's not some pieces to throw in because last I checked, Josh Allen came from Reedley College yeah. in California. Jacob Hollister came from Western Arizona or yeah. something like that. And Yuma. Rico Gafford. Came from Iowa, Iowa Western, yeah, and uh, you know uh, Austin Fort, who was an original Wyoming commit, he went to college JUCO in California. He came back. All four of those guys cash checks now Holy. that say NFL on them. Well, 
what you were telling me last night about this project you were kind of working on that was kind of you know a little over anybody's oh, yeah, head yeah. i would like you i thought it was really interesting i need I to correct if, if you want if you want to talk about that i think you should because that's <laughs> that's interesting well, just about getting those guys I, yeah. I, I can tell you this um it, to say that is another like mind-blowing answer uh we're a development program how many how many uh you know redshirt freshmen are in the transfer portal i mean yeah. when do you need to get them Right. You get JUCO guys when they're juniors. Well, and you only have four years. This isn't the NFL where you have all kinds of time. and Yeah. You, you have four years to get it done. I mean, look, and everybody else is doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you're just Utah saying, eight and two. I'm not going to utilize this great tool that we have now because uh, I just don't believe in it. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it doesn't match up with, with, with my uh, – Ethics as a football coach. Philosophies. What? You, what? Huh? I mean, no. You you have got to take advantage of the transfer portal. You have to. And it's not like the G League of the NBA. It's not like we owe the NFL something. Like we're trying to develop players at our school for the NFL. Yeah. That's great if that's the end product. But like, is that what he means? I mean, probably <laughs> not. But that's what it seems like. Like, why else? Would I agree. You be I doing agree that? with you. That that just sounds crazy to me. But well, and it's worked. And I'm not saying the transfer portal per se, but going to get some guys out of the JUCO level, it's it's worked. Josh yeah. Allen. Yeah. Most of the guys that work have He's come from gold. junior college. Yeah. 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 So it's 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 really befuddling and kind of head scratching to. Uh, hear that answer. Um, you want the answer to be like, you know, we we are really looking into that, and we're going to utilize it in the future, just because everybody else is, and we got to keep up with the Joneses. When he says it's the new wave of the future, and of course we always keep an eye on it, but I mean, they got grad transfer. The guys on the team right now, grad transfer from Louisville, obviously Trey Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Colin O'Brien out of Saddleback. They have him at tight end. Um, ZZ Hearn from Arizona. He was one of their. He's their only FBS guy that actually they got out of the transfer portal. And he's worked pretty well. It's worked out pretty well, aside from lining up offside on a field goal. Yeah. Aside from that, another brutal, unbelievable, <laughs> unforgivable penalty at Boise State. Yeah, and it I was love ZZ Hearn, but my goodness, that was that was brutal. And if you're going to be offside, you better be blocking that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he was nowhere near it. Right. <laughs> No, uh, and, and what Kyle's referring to, the story I was thinking is, okay, transfer portal, how about all the guys you lost in recruiting? Who, you know, Wyoming recruits against the Northern Illinois, the MAC schools, Illinois themselves, a lot of Big Ten schools. How about when those guys re-enter the transfer portal? You've already done your homework on them. You know they're yeah, a fit. That's, that's great. But there's 2,500 dudes in the transfer portal. So I'm trying to go through this and be like, okay, the Cowboys already looked at this guy before. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> now... You wanted him. Well, you wanted him. Would you want him now? Yeah. To, to some degree, I, you know, I got to give these guys a little bit of a uh, of a break because there's, there's only so much time in the day. Right. Right. I mean, right. at this point, and I'm not sure when the transfer portal's open and when they can move. I don't know what time during the season it all works and it all happens. Well, and now it's the one time transfer where you can play right away. And you even talked about it. If you would have lost out on the battle to Scott Covington, you might have been looking into that. I would have I would have gone and sat for two years yeah. because Butch would have uh, would have said, no, I deny the transfer. So now instead of sitting one year, I'd have sat two. Um, you go to college to play football. As a football player, you went to college to play football. And if you're not on the field, you've you got to find a way to get on the field. Yep. I mean, all, all of us go to college to play football i would say 99.9 percent of us to get the opportunity to play in the nfl right and so in, in order to do that you got to be on the field and and so i think the transfer portal is a great thing um i hear a lot of complaints about it the consequences you know kids can just bounce from team to team to team well that kid wasn't going to play where he was 
at least that was his perception. Sure. Uh, and you don't have to deal, deal with a coach you don't like for four years. I mean, that's happened to guys before where you're just miserable because maybe they switched your position group and now you're a linebacker instead of a fullback and your linebacker coach hates you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now the kids can bounce. Yeah. And so utilize the tool for the players and coaches need to do the same. Well, think about this, Kyle, and you would know best. Chad Muma sat behind Logan Wilson. Yeah. Two, three years. Look yeah. what look at who Chad Muma is. I know. It he, takes you a year or two. He could have he could have said see ya because he knew inside and even Logan Wilson told me they knew that guy had what it took. And then you think about Elijah Halliburton. He played one year yeah. at the safety position. He's the defensive MVP of the Arizona Bowl and has hundred and ten tackles as a senior. Played special teams all three years as he sat behind Marcus Epps and Andrew Winger. Right. I know. That and now I'm, he does he's not in the NFL. I know. Ben, look what's happening, what, you know, how well Logan's translated to the NFL. And, I mean, it could base, he can basically grow Chad's draft stock because of how well that translated. They played the same position at the same college. Yep, absolutely. All right, guys, we need to take a quick break. On the other side, we'll talk about some keys to beating the Aggies, and we got some thumbs up, thumbs down. Stay tuned to 1290 KOWB. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, guys, welcome back to the 7220sports.com kickoff show here on 1290 KOWB, brought to you as always by Lovejoy's Bar and Grill, Warren's Repair and Towing, Brown and Gold Outlet, and Rocky Mountain Shirt Works. The Cowboys and the Utah State Aggies battling for Jim Bridger's rifle. If there's anything for the Cowboys still left to play for, they have two trophy games left. They can win Jim Bridger's rifle, which we'll get to that later. That's a sweet trophy. And uh, the Paniolo Trophy, Pan- I guess that's Hawaiian for cowboy, and uh, Wyoming and Hawaii play for the Pan- Paniolo Trophy. All right. So, Is there too many trophies? No, <laughs> I think Wyoming and Air Force need a trophy. Yeah, that's... You started on that. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, An attaboy. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's been <laughs> for Air Force. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit off the air, uh, Ryan, and, and you being a former player, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I'm sitting at the Wyoming basketball game, the opener against Detroit Mercy last week. Uh, I think that's what made my wife's water break, by the way, because we both went to that game. <laughs> and, uh, three kids in front of me, one wearing a Hunter Maldonado jersey, one wearing a Graham E.K. jersey, one wearing a Xavier Ducell jersey. I know I've asked you about this before. You saw a lot of number 16s in the stands at the Orange Bowl. Uh, I'm sure it was awesome. But now these kids are making some dough off these jerseys. Yeah, the name, image, likeness, the NIL stuff uh, that the NCAA changed the policy on has really opened some things up for these guys. And uh, you know, I hope those guys are getting some 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 compensation for, for those jerseys getting picked up at the they are. brown yeah. and gold and everything else. That's that's unbelievable. It really is great for these guys. Um, and it, it was it was pretty frustrating for us. Uh, we were under such the thumb of the NCAA at the time. It wasn't only name, image, likeness, and and you could play yourself on PlayStation, and and you were getting no compensation for that. My jerseys being sold all over the place. There were at least 
10,000 number 16s in the Orange Bowl in an 80,000-seat stadium. And, I mean, you just multiply that by X and then give me a you know, 4%. Boy, I'd take that in any time. But right. um, the, we, the NCAA had their thumb on us on that. They also had their thumb on us on the transfer scenario. We talked about this just at the end of the last segment. Um, and, and what the transfer portal actually does, and now that the NIL stuff is, is here, these guys are businessmen a lot earlier. We were learning. Com- we were learning. Absolutely, Learn, learning what what to do with what you're with your finances to do in college. exactly, and the transfer portal is allowing these guys um, to look at this like like you would look at the NFL coming out of college, which is I'm going to put myself in a position where I, I, I'm going to control my destiny. Yeah, and and so you're you're making a business decision earlier. You're you're able to make money through NIL. You're able to talk to agents much earlier because your agent is probably doing the negotiation with you through the school. Um, and, and so I, I think for a lot of reasons this is a positive thing, and it should be embraced by the Cowboys and by the bold coaching staff. So let me throw out a possible potential negative, which I'm not saying we saw it during basketball season last year, but I'm not saying we didn't. Marcus Williams now plays. He wins the Mountain West Freshman of the Year for Wyoming. Now he plays basketball in College Station for Texas A&M. If you're a fan of a small school like Wyoming, are you sweating so many bullets because you know – that when you got something really special, that a big school can come in and scoop them up. Uh, basketball is a one and done anyway. I mean, if he was that special, he could just go to the NBA, correct? Um, you're going to lose guys. Uh, it, it's going to happen. Um, if if let's let's be real, College Station is probably a, a I don't know. There, there's a few more girls down there than are in, in Laramie. One <laughs> if you're just gonna, if you're yeah. just gonna go by, but look, let's boosters, nil. I, I mean the whole the whole nine yards. And so yeah, uh, it was something that I thought about at the beginning of the year with teams like Wyoming, where you've got a smaller population and and you're gonna have a hard time competing with with big schools and big places where the local car dealership can can significantly out out. Uh, uh, negotiate the local car de- dealership in Laramie for for the services of a guy, and and if that gets into recruiting, you know, then then that's just kind of the reality of the direction this stuff goes. Um, but I'm sure there there are nice uh, uh, mineral extraction and uh, oil companies out there that would l- love to step in and help out to even those right. scales. So you know, th- there are ways there are ways that a smaller place like Wyoming that does have incredible resources in in certain areas of the economy. I mean, people need to start paying attention to that. Kyle, not to keep harping on Marcus Williams, uh, but, you know, that that was tough. That's a tough loss for the Cowboys. And what I can't help but think of is, like, putting myself in the coach's shoes. Mm-hmm. That kid was supposed to go to northern Colorado to play basketball. So Linder stuck with him. Linder was one of the only ones who gave him a chance. He was going to go to Greeley. Instead, Linder says, hey, I'm going to Laramie. This is bigger Division One. Yeah. We compete. We beat Pac-12 teams on the reg. Uh, come with me to Laramie. Let's let's win this. I've stuck with you. Same with Graham Ek. Right, was supposed to go to UNC too. Yeah. So I think about like, damn it, you did all the work. You flew uh, all those miles to Houston to go recruit this guy and watch this guy just for Texas A and M, who was right down the road from him when where he was at Dickinson High School in Houston. Yeah. And they didn't go after him. Yeah, they get a wait and then <laughs> reap the benefits down the road. I know it's like Ugh. you can't. I'm sure those guys try to see when they're recruiting him, see the loyalty level. Uh, but also, I mean, it's kind of hard to see if you're only getting recruited by Northern Colorado yep. and then get the job in Wyoming. You're like, hey, come with me. I'll recruit you to Wyoming, who's a higher-tier Division One school. Then he has a good year. You develop him. You give him time. 
get him going and then deuces like and he didn't even get what makes me so upset and and once again i'm sorry to keep harping on marcus williams but he didn't even get to see laramie you know what i mean it was covid year yeah he didn't get to see no crowds at no, the double A. No crowds, no girls, no bars, no restaurants, yeah. no nothing. Definitely different. Um, I'm I'm going to go back to this. He he's from Houston. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no, yeah. He's he's, he's yeah. from Houston and and he's going to College Station and and that COVID COVID land in Laramie works both ways. He he wasn't able to see all those things and so he probably didn't have the same amount of loyalty or the same amount of sure. emotional True. investment. Sure. And, and so I you know, I don't. I don't blame the kid. I know you guys uh, have a little bit more uh, chip on your shoulder relative to, to the fact you're both, uh, you know, alum. But from my perspective, uh, it, it's not surprising. You know, uh, you're from Houston. Maybe you're supposed to go to UNC, but you played your tail off uh, and get Mountain West Player of the Year. Um, it's not surprising you would go back home. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's not like he transferred to a, another Mountain West school. He went to an SEC school at. I've never been. It. I've it's never just, been in those shoes, so right, it's like yeah, it's easy yeah. for me to say. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's just one of those deals where it's like, who's who? Yeah, and I hate the pessimism too. But it's like, who's next? How often is this going to happen? Mm-hmm. It probably I mean, won't. It probably won't happen all that often. It, to to be honest. Well, and um, I, I see a lot of fans say, "Oh man, the transfer portal's killed Wyoming." Blah blah. No, it hasn't. Wyoming football. No, it hasn't. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Hicks, like we talked about, the only guy a day later after he left the Wyoming football program, he shows up in Columbia, Missouri in a Tigers uniform. That's it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think you're going to see it a lot. Uh, and, and I think the point we made on Monday was for guys that are playing at Wyoming probably didn't get recruited by Auburn, right? Right. And so now they're playing at Wyoming, and, and so I'd be less concerned. But guys that aren't playing at Auburn, they're, they're third on the depth chart and they're with guys in their same class. That's where Craig Bull needs to go grab those guys. That's exactly <laughs> what I was telling you last night, stuff like that. And that's where you have to ride the coattails of Josh Allen, right? And yep. the 15 other guys that are in the NFL right now. Exactly. You can get to the top of the mountain from here. Yep. Absolutely you can. Well, again, I mean, the, the statistic we've talked about all year. Wyoming's got 14 players in the National Football League. Boise State's the only Mountain West team with more with 16. Yep. And, again, that kind of says some stuff about not having a Mountain West championship yet. Yeah. And under this tenure. A lot of those guys were on that 2016 team that lost the Mountain West Championship. Yeah. That's yeah. the part where you just pull your hair out. Only yeah. get eight wins. Yeah, It's hard. It's, it's tough. But, to but you even mentioned, now that you can look at things in hindsight, obviously you went to Miami. That was the right decision for you. You're a hurricane for life. That team's got its own network. It's an animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you could have gone to Wyoming and made it to the NFL. Oh, yeah. I, looking back on it, especially with the the sanctions that we had, my senior year we were down 41 scholarships because of the National Commission Against Athletes. Yep. And so <clears throat> had I come to Wyoming with that team. Um, Which we're talking Marcus Harris, David Saroff. Yeah. We're talking all those cats. All those guys I, I met in the bar the other day, and I was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean no disrespect to Josh Walwick at all. Um, I was just a, a more highly recruited kid and probably had the opportunity. Um, and had I played four years in, in Joe Tiller's offense, um, you know, it, it sucks to think about it. But I, I, I probably retired last year. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, really? No, no kidding. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and that's, that's a really hard thing. You have to be such a mature kid. I was this close. I was this close to, to going, you know, that would be really smart for your future because cause you're taking a lot of the questions away. You're taking a lot of, of the of the who knows what's going to happen away. You, you get there and you play with the legacy that my family has in Wyoming. Yeah. Psh, 
ball game. Yeah. I, I, I would be in Mark Gordon's chair right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you would have had pressure, but you would have had a different kind of pressure and a more friendly pressure of people wanting the local kid to succeed. I was a drop back passer and a very accurate passer. I went 21 for 21 in a football game in high school. I think my career completion percentage at Miami was 68%. Yeah. At, at, and, and we and – and, and we, we're stuck in third and long a long a lot because of Butch's uh, offense and, and Larry's play calling. Um, I, <laughs> I would have I would have loved to to play in that offense. And it's something else that you just if you're if you're a more mature guy at 18 and and you're not you're not kind of dazzled by South Beach and by the Miami Hurricanes and by all the NFL players and the national championships. I mean, to be honest, and and, and guys who won the Heisman Trophy. That, that was a lot to, to say, you know what, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to Laramie. I wouldn't have sure, come back sure. to finish my senior year of high school if I <laughs> went down there. Honestly, I mean, nobody nobody would blame you there. It's just, it's fun. It, it, it's, it's, it's a fun mental exercise until you start to really obsess about it. Yeah, I mean, it's fun, and, the right word to say, and, to look back. And, and start and, to think if you've got a time, if anybody's got a time machine, yeah. or if there's parallel universes, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, no, it, it, it would have been, been fun. I'm, I'm, I'm here now. Uh, and and I'm, I'm getting to know this program a lot better. It's been a lot of fun to do this with you, um, and I'm looking forward to uh, being part of the program moving forward. Absolutely. All right, guys, uh, let's look at some keys to beating Utah State. Uh, Cowboys have obviously lost five of their last six. Uh, n- you know, we're, we're looking for positives here. Not a lot of blowouts. <laughs> it hasn't been that variety. Wyoming's defense has kept them in every single game this year. Uh, so, the Vegas line right now is 5.5. Uh, Cowboys are five-and-a-half-point dogs. Um, you might expect a little more than that, wouldn't you, against a 8-2 and two team playing at home with a potential to clinch a Mountain Division title uh, on their home turf and, and win a uh, trophy game against a neighboring team. Uh, but some, some, some things I looked at this week, my number one thing, Saban Scarver is one of the best kick returners in the history of college football. Seven returns for touchdowns tied for the most all-time. This guy's scary good. He took a 99-yard touchdown back against the Cowboys in that 2018 meeting in Laramie. Uh, Don't kick to that guy. Yeah. Don't do it. That's some Tavon Austin... Dante right Hall, Dante stuff. Hall don't against the Broncos stuff. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 kick to the guy, and hopefully they don't. Hopefully they they don't get stubborn and say, you know what, our kick our kickoff team's going to make a statement. Um, kick kick a squib squib ball down the field, makes make an up back, pick it up, um, or just kick it out of the end zone. Uh, boot it. Just kick it out of the end zone. Just boot it. Don't even. You know what I think about Wyoming, and I asked Craig Bull about this this week. The Cowboys were dreadful on kick coverage to start this year. And if you remember the Ball State game, Wyoming is trucking the Cardinals, the hardest team in non-conference to play against this year, or so we thought. Yeah. They give up a 75-yard return right before the half. Ball State misses a field goal right before the buzzer. Could have had it. Could have gone for six. What the hell are you doing? That kid is dynamic, too. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I've never understood it. Um, when you've got a dangerous kick returner, let's just kick the ball to him. Um, because at the end of the day, what are we talking about field position here? You're trying to, you're trying to get him inside the 20 if you're kicking to him. That's, that's the whole and point. And the Cowboys sure can't afford to give up a points on special teams. No. A touchdown on special teams. Yeah, no just, way. I mean, you, you, you practice squib kicks all the time. They usually get down to at least the 30. Just get it on the ground. And I've seen, I've, I've seen the Cowboys do this this year, where they kick the ball into, into the hole that yep. exists between the, the deep returner 
and and and, and the second line of, of blockers. And there's just like a hole kind of near the sideline. It's about 20 yards wide. You know, just pop it into there and let it spin. And that gives you guys an opportunity to, to, to go down and pick it up. You know and, what I and you don't have a head start. You know, what you I hate about that play, though, Kyle, is the ball inevitably ends up at the 35 yard line, or goes out of bounds and goes yeah, to the just 40. Kick it out of bounds. Well, if, if you're going to do that, if you got the, if, if you've got the ability to kick it out of bounds, that's what you do. Yeah. yeah. But if you're trying to figure out a way, because I, I'm not going to get it out, out out of the back of the end zone, if I'm if I'm not going to be able to do that, and and this kid might catch it a yard into the end zone and bring it out. Um, you know, th- these are things that uh, are, are going to be tough for, on the game plan for the Cowboys. But, yeah, keep, keep it away from that cat. This guy is explosive. And he's one of the Utah State holdovers, uh, which, little shock. Same with Devin Tompkins, the uh, Bolitnikoff semifinalist. Little shock those guys stayed around. Yeah. Uh, they really took a leap of faith in Blake Anderson that he was going to bring in some guys and turn this thing around quick. That's a good and point. What did you exactly say he's got he did. eight touchdowns in his career off of – returns that's uh that's scarver he's yeah, got yeah, yeah. seven that's what I mean. seven, seven. Kick returns for touchdowns that's a good enough resume for me to say that guy's Don't not gonna touch them. the ball one time yep Don't do it do Don't not do it. do it uh number two we've talked about this a little bit already you gotta limit the explosion uh utah state's gonna get explosive plays but the way i look at it fellas is it's like facing trey mcbride he's gonna get his catches he's gonna pile up some yards just make sure he's not taking it to the end zone. Make sure he's not doing that inside the 20s. And Steve Adazio really obliged by not throwing him the ball once inside the 20. But do not let these guys score on these explosive plays. Well, and you mentioned him earlier, you know, plays past 40 yards and plays above 20 yards, and they've got them all year long, and they've been getting them in spades. <clears throat> so that's going to be up to the defensive secondary and, and the defensive line to put pressure on these guys and the linebackers to sometimes blitz and sometimes drop into coverage and, and make sure that these guys stay in front of them. Yeah. I wonder how many of those plays were yards after catch, after contact. You know, that would be an interesting component. Sure. Are, is it bad tackling? Are these guys that explosive? Are they that good at breaking tackles, making guys miss? Um, or are they getting open down the field like crazy? I think it's a little bit of both. What I've watched out of Utah State this year anyway, they're just running down the field unmolested. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking at Tompkins' stats here, and he doesn't have in the last five games, he doesn't have like his long, the shortest of his longest catches in each game is 34 yards. So he's had 34, 37, And what 45. is it, five straight games he's had over 100 yards, and then one of those was a 200-plus yard game? Yep. Yeah, his the lowest is 104 yards against CSU, and then 215 against New Mexico State. That could be Isaiah Nair. Yep, it we could, could be. Isaiah has the same amount of touchdown catches that I Tompkins know. does, and has about a thousand yards less. Yeah, I was thinking about this since Monday, and you watch it in the NFL now. Uh, the stats for the quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks throw the ball 42 times on average, or something like that. Yeah, it's probably less than that. It's probably like 35 times a game is probably the average. Um, in college football in Utah State, it sounds like they're putting up the ball quite often um, to a lot of different receivers, and, and, and they're an explosive offense. It, it, you know, football has evolved. The, 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 the way football is officiated has evolved. They protect the quarterback. It's a passing. It's a pass-happy scenario now. And, and I think you just have to kind of start getting away from the ground and pound. Yeah. I, I think you've got to throw the ball. 25 times a game. I threw the ball on average 25 times a game in 1995, 96, and 97. Right. And we were one of the Dallas Cowboys pro-style offense that's got to look exactly like uh, this offense that Wyoming's running, to be honest. And it doesn't. And, but they're just, and, and they're not getting enough plays in the game. Like, they had 10 drives against Boise State. Yep. 
40, uh, 47 plays compared to 70 for Boise. 47 plays is ridiculous. Yeah. 60 plays, it should be your minimum. Yeah. Like, you're looking for 60 minimum, and then above that, and that's telling me they're not converting on third downs much. Not at all. Um, because they're not making hay on second down. Mm-mm. So there's, there, there's, there's some deeper analytics here, fellas, um, as we're just talking this through, uh, that, that is suggesting something about the way that we're calling plays yep. and the timing that we're calling the plays. It's worth stating again, in case you missed it, Utah State has run 52 plays this fall that have gone for 20 yards or more. Uh, I, I had a really hard time not counting about 10 more that went for 19 yards. I mean, that's how, uh, that's how explosive these cats are. 42 of those explosive plays have been through the air and uh, 14 touchdown passes from Logan Bonner to his stable of wide receivers that are doing whatever they want. Uh, my third key to this one, fellas, the obvious. You've got to win the turnover battle. Yeah. And if you missed this also earlier, Wyoming has not won the turnover battle since week three against Ball State. They were plus seven in the turnover margin at that point. My, how that's changed. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You've got to stop turning the ball. At the very least, you have to stop turning the ball over. Yeah. But yeah. you need to get some turnovers. I mean, I thought Mumu was going to have seven yeah. pick sixes by the end of the year. Well, think about it. Logan Wilson had ten interceptions in his Wyoming career. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing on Chad Mumu's resume that he was missing coming into this one. Mm-hmm. And he got off to the start with two got pick two sixes. Two of them. Yeah. And then... I mean, he's been all over the place, but yeah, I mean that defense—they're just, just not hasn't been knocking the ball loose. Well, and that's—they have to show up and they have to get turnovers. And you're exactly right; that is a huge key. Um, Utah State is—is is, you know again, they they play Boise State in the blue. And now they get to go play Utah State in Logan, and and the, you know two two games that they had to win to kind of salvage the season. And, and right now they're zero for one. Yep. Well, as usual, guys, running late. Uh, we have about four minutes left to get through some thumbs up, thumbs down. And I got some specifically for Ryan today. After Manny Diaz is surely fired at the end of the year. I mean, it's got to happen. <laughs> it has to happen. And I know you have firemannydiaz.com. Uh, Miami will back up the Brinks truck to Lane Kiffin's house. And boy, would he be a perfect fit. You know, I, I know Lane. Uh, I, I talked to him a few times uh, when I was president of a, high, a local high school in, in, in Denver about coaches. Um, and uh, we're, we're pretty much the same age. Uh, I watched him when he was the coach at the, at the Oakland Raiders, which didn't go well. Right. My concern about Lane is controversy has kind of followed him everywhere he's gone. Um, the, the Tennessee Ole Miss debacle this year when, when they were throwing golf balls at him. <laughs> Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> on the s- sidelines, at, you know, and, and one year tenure at Tennessee, and then um, all his years at Alabama, and then he was at FAU. Uh, and he didn't leave FAU on great terms, but I think he's been doing a heck of a job at Ole Miss. I, I'd tell him to stay. I mean, from what I can tell, they're going to they're gonna, uh, increase the funding to the football program at Miami by $30 million. And my first thought was, let's go get Mario Cristobal, who was one of my teammates at the University of Miami from Oregon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I texted a few guys last night after you sent me that article, and <laughs> they were like, are you crazy? <laughs> Mario's not leaving Oregon. <clears throat> the guy makes, I don't know, he makes an insane package. Um, and, and they're right now going to, Look, playing in the playoff, and right now Miami's looking at you know the dumpster fire that they are. Um, <clears throat> so I would love to see Lane Kiffin at Miami. I think he's a perfect fit. I agree with your assessment. Um, 
I just don't know. And, and, and that article suggested that that's what he said. He, the only place he'd leave for is Miami. I think he, he likes Miami as much as uh, anybody else, and, and it's, it's a huge step up in coaching hire. I, I could never understand why we kept uh, going to get the Temple Owls coaches. Yeah, Al Golden. I mean, tie. oh, my God. Yeah. I, th- I think the University of Miami football program was run like a, a high school program. We had to like have bake sales to keep our program alive. <laughs> I love when they're <laughs> like, "Why did you take this job?" He's like, "Are you are you kidding me? <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe they called. I can't yeah. believe they offered it." <laughs> yeah, that was Al Golden's response. And then Manny Diaz was off to be the Temple head coach before Blake James was like, "Hey, don't go anywhere." Mark Richt just just retired for obvious reasons. Stay here, Manny. Don't go to Temple. <laughs> What is that? Okay, so after this season, thumbs up, thumbs down. These high-profile jobs will be open. Florida, Miami, Florida State, Arizona State, and Stanford. I think I think Mike Norvell's probably got another year or, or two at Florida State. Um, that Miami win probably saved his bacon for a year. Um, what were the other ones? Uh, all the Florida schools. All the Florida Arizona schools. State uh, and Stanford. Arizona State and Stanford, yes, they'll be, they'll be open, and uh, but Florida State will, will will remain in. I don't think that. Um, tell me who Stanford's head coach, David Shaw. David Shaw. He I don't, hot, he'll be in the NFL. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere, and I don't think they're going to push him out. Um, Arizona State, Herm Edwards. I don't think so. I wonder if they're done with that experiment. Well, there's the, he's not playing I, to win the game. But I, no. I, I heard there, there there are like 25 right now open vacancies, and they think it's going to go over 30. Mm. Usually, there's like 15. Yeah, it's it's a that crazy high. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, as usual, we're out of time. <laughs> you I can never get through again. a thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> right. Dang it. All right, Cowboys Aggies tonight, 6 p.m. Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network, live from Maverick Stadium. The Cowboys need a win. Do they get it done, Ryan? Nope. Kyle? <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I'm not feeling great. Even though I picked him in our pick I, 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 I will say this, though. Vegas knows something. Because yeah. five-and-a-half-point favorites, it, it, this game looks like it should be a two-touchdown affair. Yep. Yeah. I All right, agree. guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next week before the Wyoming Cowboys take on the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors to wrap up the 2021 football season. You were just listening to the 7220 Sports Kickoff Show with Cody Tucker, presented by Lovejoy's Bar and Grill, your college football and NFL viewing headquarters in downtown Laramie. Also brought to you by the Brown and Gold Outlet, Warren's Repair and Towing, and Rocky Mountain Shirtworks.